Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <coughs> oh, right, right when I turned the mics on. <laughs> Thank God I had this over my mouth. We are on mute for uh, 12 minutes. <laughs> Unmute it. Kablam. Season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Come on. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. Beth and I are terrible people. I want your opinion on this. Uh-huh. If you think we are terrible people or not, real okay. fast. Something that we, we did this week, and I've mentioned that in our neighborhood, we live in a neighborhood of grandpas and grandparents. <laughs> like they just, they're, they're just always wanting to help and do all this kind of stuff. And we've had our driveways and yes. snow blowed yes. before we got up or whatever. <laughs> Last year, Gene, mm-hmm. our neighbor, helped us with our leaves in the backyard with his mulcher, an yeah. eight or 2000, whatever. It was awesome. It took like 20 minutes. So this year we're like, well, that was a pretty sweet deal helping yeah. with the leaves. So our where is are, everybody? Our leaves are all over, just a disaster in the backyard. <laughs> so we've been waiting until the right time. We were we on Friday night. We're like, okay, so Saturday and Sunday, one of the days we have to do the leaves. We got do we have to do it so we can get Gene to help us? We don't want to ask him. <laughs> do we? Because last year he just saw us out there working. He's like, yeah. oh, come over and help you, whatever. So we thought, okay, is it better to do it when they're out there? Because mm-hmm. he wasn't out there last year. Mm-hmm. Or when they're not out there and they would see us outside again and come help us. Okay. I, well, definitely. See, the first time you got lucky. That, well, let's just put it that way. You got lucky because he was he was out there doing his thing and you weren't. It wasn't on your radar. Yes, we weren't even. We weren't, right. we weren't even thinking about it. And so now you're overthinking it, manipulating. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. So we decided not to do it when they were out there doing their leaves because we thought, well, he's they're working on theirs. They're not going to come over and help us. Right. So we waited till the day they weren't. So we went out Sunday. Yeah. And I mean, I was. I, I was breathing loud. You could obviously <laughs> tell I was working hard. Beth was working hard. We was all, really, we could have used the help. Mm-hmm. And he was even out washing his windows and, and he, didn't. He didn't bring it over. No, didn't bring it you over. Think it's because you didn't reciprocate during the last 12 months? We, we made him Kahlua, a whole bottle of Kahlua. <laughs> maybe there's a problem with that. <laughs> maybe, no. maybe Gene has a problem. Maybe and Gene has a problem. That was the worst he, possible. what he needed. We gave him a whole bunch of edibles. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> But I am sore than a mofo okay. this morning. I, I can't sit in the same spot <laughs> I for my you, five minutes. I, I thought I was sick yesterday because my stomach hurts so bad. Um, we went to eat and I couldn't eat. I was like a city and, and I, I couldn't get comfortable. And I'm like, God, I just, my stomach, I don't know why it hurts so bad. The day before Saturday, I went to mom and dad's because dad needed some help. And he is digging out a post. Oh, he did a lot lab is, work. So I had a post hole digger and I dug for like 45 minutes digging out this post that was buried four feet. It still is. It's still in there. It's still buried four feet. And well, it's three and a half. I, I, it's down to about three and a half feet or dug out. Mm-hmm. He probably, and he had, he had started. I said, you do not need to be doing this. This is insane. So, and unfortunately, cause it's been so nice. The ground's really soft. Basically. Yeah. It's still, it's not. still dirt and earth. That's what it was. My so, abs. So you did a. You, I thought I was sick because so, my stomach uh, still hurts. Couple so bad. Thing, couple things on that is that <laughs> first of all, it's been 
long enough to when you've exercised that you forgot what that feels like, and you thought it was like the Rona or something. You had no clue. I, I was like, I just can't eat because oh, my, my stomach. I mean, it's just like just sitting here right now. It hurts. It I, it it hurts. And that's, so I stand up and it hurts. And I sit down and but it's like that's what it was. Yeah. So I either need to do that more <laughs> or never again. Or never again. <laughs> It was nice. Good. It's nice doing that. So like you feel great after. Felt awesome after. Yeah. I even feel good today. Just sore, sore. So sore. And it was beautiful out Saturday in particular. Sunday wasn't so bad until it got windy, but um, yeah. Saturday it was, you know, it was beautiful outside. A little crisp. But... I'm, I'm glad you're not sick. I'm glad it was just because you did a, <laughs> the equivalent of a sit-up. <laughs> it was more than one. Oh, I know. Well, <laughs> no, I remember when I helped Beth's oh. dad dig a post hole in Colorado this past summer. It was, it's every muscle of your body is Everything sore. is, is post hole diggers. And trying to dig out a post, and this thing is probably, it's like a six by six. It's it's in the in one of the shops, and it's like the door would shut to this post. He wants to take it out because there had been some erosion, put some new, blah, 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 whatever. But I'm like, how deep is this thing buried? He said, well, I, four feet. We're digging, digging, digging. I'm like, are you sure? Because then I'd kick it, and it wouldn't even budge. I'm like, we're down three and a half feet. It he, should move a little. He probably planted it in like the 40s. So well, it's like, I, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just like, when did you do this first time? And actually, he didn't do it when he put it up because Morton Buildings, it's a Morton building, right? Oh. So that's who put it in. I said, are you sure it's not in concrete at I'm the bottom? I'm sure it's something. Because there's no concrete the first three feet, well, but I, mean, I don't know. Can't you just like dig it down a foot and then just cover it up with dirt? Like, do you need to take it out of there? He, he yeah, because needs, it needs to be replaced. Oh. There's, there's other issues. So it does need to be replaced. Okay. So that has to come out. I said, well, can't you? Don't they do that? Don't people have... There's a service. They have what big trees that they cut down and people, you don't even see them anymore. Well, so people get, can dig it out and pull it. You know, I'm like... You can pay somebody uh, to do anything. I know. 100%. So I need to find somebody that wants to dig out the rest of this post because I don't want to go back and finish this. Well, it sounds like super fun from what you've described <laughs> it. So well, I don't know how... But you, if that's your thing, it, it would be. They probably have like <laughs> equipment that'll make it like a well, 20-minute job. That's why I said, I said, can we get... Because it has like a sleeve that the post is inside. And so he wants to reuse the sleeve. I said, can we buy a new one? Buy a new sleeve. Let's get, because he's afraid if we just pull it out with the tractor that he'll damage it. And I'm like, I'm like, let's do it. Let's damage it. (laughs) Damage the crap out of it. (laughs) So, so we did not finish the job, but I was after 45 minutes, I was like, I can't. I can't do anymore. Yeah. Jack was tired. He was, he, he was just tired watching you. Oh God. Like, yeah. In his mind, in his little dog thoughts, he's like, she's going to be bitching for two days because of what she's doing <laughs> right now. Like she doesn't even know how to dig. Right. Yeah. Right. You want me guys to show you? you want me to help? <laughs> I mean, she doesn't even know how to dig. That's in the title of the podcast today, by the way. But my God. Um, otherwise, um, the Ghislaine Maxwell trial going on. Yeah. And I do hope I hope everybody's following it because sadly you're not going to see a lot of it in the news. Um, it's it's just unbelievable uh, that they're, they're finally getting testimony and you're hearing from some of these victims. You're hearing from the driver. You're hearing from the guy who takes care of one of the houses. You're hearing what they saw, what they were asked to do. Um, basically told you know you don't speak about it, you don't talk about it, you didn't hear anything, you didn't see anything. And and they're they're signed you know legally they they owed their firstborn if they broke the contract so they were all scared to a degree to say anything out loud but now that he's gone and she's on trial the only thing they've got to be careful of is is the people who could get exposed mm-hmm. and they've released some of the names that were on the flight logs um, no surprises that were on there at, at all because this is some of the rumors that people have been hearing about up to and this it was point the, and on the flight log. 
because I haven't heard this question answered yeah. before. So this plane that he had, mm-hmm. was it, it, it could have been on a business flight from LA to New York mm-hmm. and it had nothing to do with anything, but mm-hmm. you were on that flight. So just because your name's right. on that list right. doesn't mean if your name is on the list on a flight log where you went to the island, that's different. That's but different. if you were on the flight from New York to Miami or right. something because you had a business meeting, that doesn't mean that you were involved right. in anything. Right. Okay. And you'll see some of those. Okay. And they had that. They have that evidence to talk about, you know, how many times and where they went to, who else was on the plane. Uh, and, and down to the names of the girls that were on the plane. So that also is kind of an indication. If you were, you'll, you'll realize that there are some oh, people yeah. that were on the plane, they used the plane, but they were the only one on there. Or that it was them and maybe a couple, uh, a couple other security or something like that. You'll see the flight log of who was on the flight. And so that kind of gives you a pretty good indication of the intention. Yeah, right. When you see these girls' names show up on the flight that this, these people are on, you're like, whoa, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Did any of them happen to notice the 14-year-old? Yeah. Just just curious. Uh, did, yeah. did anybody see the 14? I'm just, did you see her? Mm-hmm. You know, because she was on the plane, there was only eight of you. So I'm just curious, you know. Yeah. And there are some names that you just don't expect to see attached to him at all. It's like you didn't even think about them being in the same circles. Um, but then, then it got into like the housekeeper just real quick. I had to grab this one because it just blows my mind. Um, the housekeeper in, I think this is one in Palm beach, but he had a list. He had a manual actually of what to, how to dress, how to greet people. Um, you, you never dress people with your hands in your pockets was like when it, it got very specific about perception and about, you know, and about taking care of the guests and always addressing them properly. And, uh, it, it, the only acceptable responses are, and then it would have the different types of responses and using Mr. Ms., you know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And then it right down to uh, taking care of the rooms, right? So you had the guest rooms, you had uh, Mr. Epstein's room, and then you have Ms. Maxwell's room. So I grabbed this one checkoff list, which is the bathroom toiletries for Ms. Maxwell. And it's very specific. Um, and it has brand names, Lemur Facial Moisturizer, Uh I'm not sure. Foam mask, Kiehl's cucumber toner, Kiehl's washable cleansing milk. I mean, it's just like these kind of things. This all has to be stocked. So, and and it goes further in here. If anything is like halfway or less, you have to get rid of it and fill it with new. Okay, that's so weird. Regardless. And it goes so specific as round cotton pads, Q-tips, toothbrush, Oral-B hard. You're not supposed to use a hard toothbrush. No, it's supposed to use soft, right? medium at worst. Right? Isn't yeah. that true? And so they had the same one in the guest bathrooms too. Oral B hard. Uh, electric toothbrush. Braun Ultra Plaque Remover. Uh, dental floss. Johnson & Johnson Reach Mint. Which I like that. Um, <laughs> I'm on board with that one. <laughs> scope mouthwash. Sunscreen. Very specific. Lancome. SPF 30. Kiehl's Lip Balm with SPF. And so, you know, every one of these, and this is from 10, 15 years ago, the, the manual that was so written weird. up. And, and it's like that for every room in the house, for the pool, for the cabana, for, you know, everything and how things were, were just so regimented. It, control. It, yeah. All and, co- and about control. more and more coming out, too, that you're seeing about she was the boss. And we've talked about this before, that it looked like on the outside that he was the one, you know, the mastermind. He's got all the money and doing all this stuff. It's it's showing more and more. She was in charge, more and more, and that wow. and that her when her dad died, there was just like I don't know. We still have to kind of flesh that out, but 
you know, when you go back, I think it was in 91 and it was about the same time that she met him was about the same time that he got killed. I don't know. People are, it's very suspicious how he died, but it's just kind of interesting how that all came together and how he got plucked from obscurity. Right. That's what's the weirdest part. Yeah. To all of a sudden be this front man and um, talking about the, the camera setups that are in these, these houses. That's another thing too. And, and I think at the time when the stuff stuff first started coming out and you were hearing about all the cameras everywhere, Mm -hmm. um, everybody was just like, Oh, come on. Come on, this is so stupid. There's no way that they had so-and-so do X, Y, Z. And I'll give you one. There's a movie out right now called True Story with Kevin Hart. It's on Netflix. Right, I've heard of it. Watch that. It's very weird how it's called True Story, and it's about, I I don't even know who it's based on, but anyway, it's somebody very similar to Kevin Hart, who basically is playing himself with a different name, and how he is controlled. And how they get him in a situation where they have control. That that's and that time and again you hear from the crazies out there talking about when they were young actors or actresses and they got in a compromising position and now they have the goods on them. And so whenever X Y says jump, they'd say how high, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. that's that's basically the scheme that they had going. It's insane, but it, yeah, it's. Yeah. So anyway, so if you don't, yeah, it's interesting. You're right. The media's yeah. not really covering it that. They're much. not. They're not. I think they're scared to death. And the Prince Andrew, his name is going to be all over this, and and there will be some others. But like they said the other day, it's just you know if they're willing to give him up, then oh, holy crap, they're willing to throw him under the bus. Mm-hmm. Then who else is in this? Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's very true. <laughs> I know it's he's the sacrifice. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, okay. So anyway, but there and thanks to the people too that have been sending me some messages with uh, other accounts that are good to follow that are reporting on this stuff. Um, there are a couple people's on, people on Substack as well that are writing great articles about it and trying to get all the information in one place and write it because they don't allow cameras. Um, you're just, I mean, very few. I don't even know that any media. I saw a guy uh, on TikTok that I followed, and he's a yeah. he's an attorney. And he, at the end of every day, he just recaps everything mm-hmm. from the legal standpoint of what they talked about, what they discussed. And it's like, no, it's like very dry delivery, no inflection, no bias either way. This is, this is what was discussed. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's very interesting. And it's like three minutes long. Each is the max video you can have on TikTok. And he fills up three minutes. And it's, in, it's very interesting. Yeah. So if you get a chance, you're, you're going to have to do more work than normal because they're not going to feed this. They're mm-hmm. not going to feed this to us. It's like if you want to know this stuff, you need to kind of do some digging and find the people that are that are in there and that can tell you what's really being or being just listen about. to our podcast. Because, well, I or try, follow, but I'm not, follow, I'm not. <laughs> follow that other JT on Twitter because our cha- well, no, I wish we could talk about your other one, <laughs> your fake one, my little yes, uh-huh. my little troll because that's the one that's lit. That's fun. <laughs> awesome. But anyway. Um, Hard segue. So I know, right? <laughs> right into the Christmas season. Right. Uh, isn't it too ironic that of all things, this is when this trial comes up, as this trial finally gets on the docket. What? It's been two and a half years. And I it's think, right since, in the hol- during the holidays. I, I mean, seriously. You know, it's like, oh, now we're going to start this at Christmas? Really? Because yeah. that's not what people are really clamoring for. Uh, but I know everybody's clamoring for Die Hard, the movie. And a very diehard Christmas. And so we had the opportunity and we grabbed it to uh, talk with Bill Grennan, who is with the Blue Barn Theater. Um, and they are bringing it to us. A nice little Christmas special. So good morning, Bill. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast with us. We really appreciate you jumping in on such short notice. 
Yeah, it's my pleasure being here. Thanks for reaching out and talking all things diehard. Right? That's really where we're going. I, 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 first off, Blue Barn Theater, um, I'm just going to throw this out there. I just happened to notice this. You guys are in your 33rd season, aren't you? Yeah, the Blue Barn is in its 33rd season from its uh, from its humble beginnings, just in like some storefronts in downtown Omaha to when it you know started performing and really got you know its, its legs underneath it when it was performing down in the old market, kind of around... Uh, that 11th and Jackson area. And then, of course, for the past, I think, about six, seven years, they've now been in their own space right on uh, 10th and Pacific, uh, right in that kind of corridor of Little Italy. It's it's really an amazing place and uh, just a wonderful beacon of the arts in Omaha. True, true. How long have you been part of it? Boy, you know, looking back, I think I've started doing shows around the Blue Barn, uh, starting with like their late night theater troupe that they used to have. Probably that would have been around 2006, 2007. And uh, I've been lucky enough to do shows with them uh, ever since, including, I think now, A Very Die Hard Christmas is my <laughs> ninth, it's my ninth holiday show at the Blue Barn. That's fantastic. And it is playing right now through the 19th of December. Um, and obviously controversial, controversial, no doubt. I mean, you, you talk about uh, touching on something that's a sensitive subject. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, when it comes down to it, it really can... You know, when you're at the holidays, the two things that are really going to break families up are talking politics, religion, and whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Right. Like, that's always going to be what happens, right? Biggest fight starters. 100%. Yes. So we're, uh, I'm going to assume you fall on the side that it is a Christmas movie. Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, I mean, it's just science. I mean, it just shows in every way, state, or form. There's, You, you would be hard-pressed to actually convince me that it's not a Christmas movie. There's so many reasons why it is. Like, I, I don't understand why people don't like if, if it's just the fact that it's an action movie and it has like some violence to it, like that kind of thing. <laughs> that's not reason enough to tell. Right. Me it's not a Christmas so movie. like when it was originally released, was it a, a released around the holidays? I'm assuming. Boy, and you know, when it came out, it came out in 1988. And that's actually a, a point of of comedy throughout our show. A very <laughs> diehard Christmas. There's moments where like John McClane is walking through the airport with the gigantic bear and then you hear uh, the mayor of L.A., who's actually Dave Wingert's voice, go up there and say, like, smoking is only allowed in designated smoking areas, which is basically everywhere in this airport because it's 1988. <laughs> um, and so you think about it, I think it was probably released like that's when the big action movies come out. Right. It's always around the holidays Why? when yeah. people want to go see things. And and that's the point. I mean, you know, well, I guess the, the bigger question is, I mean, you know, Pat, JT, from your perspective, are you? Do you have a, a dog in this fight? Do you like think that it's a Christmas movie or not? I, I think it is a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I've always I've always hung on that side. To of me, it was a no brainer. Also, right? I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, we, when you think about it, Christmas is like a key element of the show. John McClane is not in L.A. for any other reason than to go to a Christmas party. Exactly. Like without Christmas, that movie doesn't happen. Like it's not just being like, oh, he's going to come out like in August. Like he's not celebrating Labor Day. Right. Like that's no. not what this is. Exactly. And, and most Christmas movies, that's the reason they're, it's a Christmas movie. It's because it's around Christmas. It's around and, Christmas. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah. that right there checks a big box. Yeah, there's like there's there's groups that have done like scientific analysis of like what makes a Christmas movie. And it's like the number of Christmas trees, the decorations, the use of Christmas music and all that kind of stuff. If you take all of the like Christmas songs that you see, the Christmas references, all of the trees that you see, all of those shots, add them all up. There are more Christmas things in Die Hard than Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> really? Because I'm, I'm trying to think. Does Die Hard have a Santa Claus? Yeah, there's a Santa Claus in there. Oh, it's got it? Santa Claus. Yeah. It's got it's got numerous Christmas trees. Everyone is humming Christmas tunes. There's always like every single time Hans Gruber like needs to explain something, he just looks at Theo and just goes, "It's Christmas, Theo." Like, that's... <laughs> has um, Bruce Willis ever waited on this? 
He has, and oh, he is great. actually in in the camp that it's not a Christmas movie. Mm-mm. He's just keeping the, mm-hmm. that conversation going. Uh, maybe about I it. think that's what yeah. he's doing. Yeah. I yeah. think there's even uh, documentation here that if you went with the release date as a qualifier, that would eliminate Miracle on 34th Street and Christmas in Connecticut. Oh, we don't want to do go. that. They couldn't be Christmas movies then. Also, at the same time, like we, there's like Google and like Netflix, YouTube, all those places. They come out. the The amount of people that watch Die Hard like spikes like four times over during the holiday season. <laughs> like everyone's watching Die Hard around Christmas time. That mm-hmm. should say something about whether or not it is actually a Christmas movie. That's true. And yeah. some other things, too. Just a, a little tidbit that I just came across. We accept Christmas movie comedies like Home Alone, musicals, White Christmas, and then the romantic, like uh, Bishop's Wife in 1947. Um, also historical, some not historical, uh, costume dramas, I guess you would call them, The Lion in Winter, and some westerns, Three Godfathers, and action thrillers would be Die Hard. So I think it's very obviously a Christmas movie. And like, what's the, the main points of Christmas movies, regardless of violence and F-bombs and all that <laughs> stuff, which we have in a very diehard Christmas. At, at, most, at most families' Christmas parties, we have violence, we have cussing. Right? So it's like exactly. true to form. <laughs> but you have like the three main elements of a good Christmas movie is the showcase of like goodwill, generosity, and selflessness. Mm-hmm. That's all John McClane does throughout all, all does. of Die Hard. The whole He's bringing through. his kids a big bear for Christmas, right? <laughs> He's showing generosity by helping out Al and everybody else. He's basically selfless the entire time trying to save people on top of a, a building while he jumps off it while he explodes. Which, by the way, if you have not had a chance to come see a very diehard Christmas at the Blue Barn, I'm not going to spoil it for folks. <laughs> but when the explosion at the top of Nakatomi Plaza happens, it is always it is the biggest laugh in the show. And it is one of my favorite moments in the entire show. I won't say exactly what happens, but it is something that's well worth the price of admission. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Now, I always know you guys sell out no matter what you do. Um, and so obviously we wanted to get the word out. We wanted to talk to you because this is a great topic and it's just kind of fun for everybody. And like you said, everybody will probably be watching it. So you may as well watch it live with real people on stage. Is, does, it, does it vary very much from the movie, aside from the, you know, tall buildings and stuff like that? Um, besides being on a stage in Omaha, yeah. Nebraska. It's, you know, yeah, especially in a 100 seat theater yeah. uh, in a lot of different ways. I mean, does it vary? I mean, it depends the message on your is definition there, right? of very. We have, there's <laughs> moments in the show. So instead of like real bullets, we use squirt guns. We have pool noodles. We have pillows. Uh, all of these things are also referenced in the show itself. Like mm-hmm. in the very beginning of the movie, like Carl and Heinrich and everybody else, like they squirt gun down uh, a security officer at Nakatomi. And he just turns directly to the audience and just goes, I've been shot by water. It's fatal in this world. So we. Hope that you suspend your disbelief for the rest of the show. <laughs> you Thank go. you. And just, just go back on. Set, right? Set, literally setting the stage. <laughs> yeah, right? Literally. Precisely. Is that where that came from? Set the stage. May, I mean, that makes sense. Makes sense, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I would assume that goes way, way back to the Got old to. times of like Shakespeare putting a stage oh, set up like up there. Setting that up kind the of stage. Thing. Set the stage. Yeah, setting which, up the stage. Yeah, which, I mean, Shakespeare, very high, you know, diehard Christmas. I mean, it's high art it's, is what we're doing. It's, it's a natural art. connection. Yeah. Very high ground. <laughs> Natural conclusion. That's <laughs> awesome. So anyways, I was going to say, we wanted to get you in here and be able to talk to you um, just because we want people to be able to go. And I know there's limited seating still available. Yep, absolutely. This is actually a show where we almost we almost sold out before we even opened because oh, this was a show that was performed uh, two years ago. 
and now to remount with a couple of new cast members, myself included, uh, in in that realm. So this is one where they've added shows. So right. we now have you know double shows on Sundays. We have extra performances here and there. And so even if the a lot of the place, even though uh, a lot of the performances are sold out, uh, there's always a possibility you might get in to go see the show. Right. So we have you know seven thirty p.m. shows for like. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we do the two o'clock and six o'clock on Sunday. If you show up at the Blue Barn right when the house opens, about an hour before we do the show, mm -hmm. you can get on a wait list. And chances are, if you're one of the first people on that wait list, you'll have a good chance to get in and see the show. That's good to hear. So it sounds yeah. like this could become a tradition and I'm not going to name names, but this could be your nutcracker. It might be. <laughs> I'm just, just this it could be just your might nutcracker. Be. <laughs> And that's like, that's the one thing you kind of can always uh, expect from the Blue Barn. You know, they put in... They, they do some of the the best shows in the best theater, some of the more, you know, newer cutting edge. They do classics as well. They they really do some of the best theater that you can find, not just in Omaha, but in the Midwest. But it's always a tradition that they are going to do some type of holiday show that can be irreverent, that can be funny, that can be quaint. It's something different than the usual that we always see. I love it. Bill Grennan, awesome. thank you so much for dropping in with us and telling us about the show. And go to bluebarn.org is the website if you want to find more details and uh good luck plan on getting in line right good luck on convincing people this is a christmas movie i think or we're hey. behind you we are hey we'll we'll do it we'll keep up the good fight and you know <laughs> yippee ki yay yippee ki yay and with that we wrap another episode that's fantastic so thank you so much thanks bill it's pat and jt twitter instagram and facebook in the show description links for everything we talked about it's the blue barn <laughs> yippee ki yay pat and jt podcast a Huda Media Production.